This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to talk some blues hockey. Welcome to the Blues NHL podcast, hosted by former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers and former Blues enforcer Darren Kimball. And we got a problem in front of the hog bench. Kimball pulling it, Ronick. Here's Kimball swinging it, Ronick wildly, and the linesman trying to get in between them. Federico stolen from Reinhardt, breaking in to Hunter. Hunter shooting, rebound. Terjana Hall looking for 500. He shoots. He scores. Brad Hall, number 500. Oh, unbelievable oh, save by Jake Allen. Tarasenko in the clear. He scores. And now here's your off-ice official, Jim Cromer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this Monday morning edition of Blues NHL Podcast. Uh, unfortunately, it's Tuesday morning. Sorry about that. A little under the weather yesterday, so we had to push her off. I uh, want to welcome in right away and not waste any time the real talent of the show, the one, the only, Jamie Rivers. What's going on, pal? Hey, buddy. Hope you're feeling a little bit better today. Well, um, you know, a tough weekend and uh, a little scratchy throat and uh, take some Tylenol and get back in there. That's what a hockey player would do, right? Although you, you, a hockey player would have showed up yesterday. I'm aware of this. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, come on. A hockey player would have battled through it, but, you know. I understand. All right, I understand. I'm, I'm not claiming to be anything other than what I am. Okay, my friend. I've actually got a, I've actually got a funny story about that. Well, let's hear uh, it. Thinking, of, thinking about sickness. There was a time when we were, I just started with the blues at like ESPN was covering hockey. Imagine that. And they had like their game of the week. And it was a big deal because not every team had full coverage at that time. And so the ESPN games were huge. It's afternoon game here in St. Louis. And I woke up middle of the night before the game and puking and I had gotten the stomach flu. So being in a position where, uh, I wasn't a regular top, you know, five, top six defenseman at the time. I literally had to just sit there and battle through it. So I showed up the next morning, a few hours later, and, you know, kind of disguised it pretty well. And I kept going to the bathroom, throwing up and coming back to the room and getting ready and then going back and throwing up. And then finally, one of the equipment guys busted me, kind of going back and forth. He's like, dude, everything okay? I'm like, listen you got to get a trash can, and you got to get it near the bench, but off to the side. He's like, why? I said, I've been throwing up since whatever time in the morning. He's like, oh, my God. All right. So he goes, okay, well, we'll hide it over here. And I said, perfect. So if you actually had watched the game, you can see at times where I come off the ice, and then I walk over to the end of the bench and then literally look, make it look like I'm looking through my sticks, my extra sticks, and then I'm, I'm just heaving into a trash can right there. And then getting my shit back together and getting ready to go for my next shift. I never thought about it much until near the end of the game and when some of the fans that were in that area to start the game had moved away and those seats were kind of empty next to the railing oh where 
I was uh, up chucking for the entire game, but got through the game, uh, had a good laugh afterwards with the trainers and certainly with uh, Steve Levy and Barry Melrose. They were on the game and they, they had noticed that I was disappearing from time to time. And, you know, they laughed after finding out for what the reason was. Well, a true hockey player finished the game. I, unfortunately, decided to stay in bed. So we see where our priorities <laughs> lie. Uh, Blues fans everywhere uh, wanting to he- get your thoughts. It's amazing how things, you know, again, we're riding that roller coaster right now as fans, Jamie. And, you know, uh, the on the whole, if you really look at it, you know, you, <laughs> I hate to say this, but as a fan, you kind of complain a little bit. And then you look at the whole and you're like, you know, our record's pretty good. So you kind of sit there and go, wow, but how does this team, you know, come out? Obviously, we, you know, you, you covered the Colorado game with your special edition on Friday. You know, you, you wonder, okay, now they're going to go on the road. They're going to play Winnipeg. How do they respond? Winnipeg's top team. They're, you know, they've given us fits. And we basically go in there and play a really good hockey game. I mean, across the board. We get, you know, everybody's been a little hard on Tarasenko lately. We get two from him. We get inspired play across the board. So everybody's like, okay, here we go. And then... You know, Pittsburgh comes to town. You know, I know Kimball really, really likes them, even though they, they haven't maybe played up to their, their potential this year. But he sees the ability for them to have another cup run, and they come in here, and things just don't go very well. Um, I, I don't know about you, but I thought we played pretty well. I thought we got a, you know, a tough – I think the call could have won either way. I think the stick was high at first. I think when he actually touched it, I thought it was good. But whatever – that's one of those that goes either way. I'm not going to complain either way. Of course, I wanted it because it was a Blues goal. But then we get a couple of, you know, the turnover from Dunn. I mean, you know, that's an unlucky play. Now, the other one by Petra, that's, a, that's, that's probably not a great play there. But I don't know. People are really freaking out about that Pittsburgh game. What were your thoughts? Well, first of all, I would tell you that uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that was a high stick. It, it was. They showed a couple of different angles, not just the coverage we had, but I saw other angles from uh, people online who post on social media from other networks and whatnot. And anyways, it was a high stick. Uh, and you can the best confirmation is when they score when and Stasny doesn't even celebrate. He like puts his head down like, oh, crap, like that's a high stick, you know. Okay. So that's usually a clear indication that it's not going to count. And so that. Yeah, you know, but that play, like you said, that's that's one one play. It would have been great if it went in, but it didn't. So you you know got to play through it. Um, you know, we spent last week complimenting Vince Dunn on how great he's been, and you know what's funny is I can remember like it was yesterday being a young defenseman when I came in. I was a you know puck moving offensive type of defenseman, very much like a Vince Dunn. And I learned lessons the hard way. And, you know, like Vince Dunn's little soft pass through the neutral zone, that's a lesson I learned too. I'll never forget it. The, we played against Colorado, and I tried to sauce one through, and Milan Hayduke knocks it out of the air and goes in and rips one shelf. And it's like lesson learned. The NHL is a great league. It's the best league in the world. Players knock – pucks out of the air at will i mean you get an nhl player you can shoot pucks uh, anytime you want most guys can get a stick on it or deflect it or literally even just knock it down flat right down and you know so vince dunn's gonna have to learn that his passes like that are gonna have to be 
very sure, 100%, and have a little more mustard on it so that it's harder for that guy to react. And But those are growing pains that you're going to go through when you have a young defenseman that is creative like that and wants to make things happen, and he'll figure it out. Now, the important thing is that the Blues continue to let him figure it out. Um, the Petro play, you know, I've, I've been down that road before. you got a guy forechecking you. You're trying to use the net as a shield. Uh, he sneaks in, just gets his stick as you're looking upward to try and find somebody else, and then all of a sudden the puck is gone, and it's kind of a lucky draw for them that they had a guy standing right there. Um, you know, so two plays that the Blues would like to have back for sure. But, you know, those plays there, and, and this is where I'm headed with it, is, you know, Jake Allen, who gets the start against Pittsburgh, and there were some rumblings in the background. Well, oh, I don't know, you know, do we play him again and yada, yada. Well, Jake was fine. Jake Allen did nothing wrong. Now, would he like the Sidney Crosby goal back off the post? Probably. But the, I can tell you this, that's not the first time that Sidney Crosby scored that goal. You know, not on Jake Allen, but other great goalies in the league, too. He's done that. So there's something there that he sees and that only Sidney Crosby can execute. The rest of them, uh, when you talk about the one Dunn gave up, that's a breakaway. You talk about the one where Petro turns it over. That's all by himself in the slot, you know, pretty much a breakaway from five feet in. And then another breakaway happened in the third period, and Jake had to go into the splits and make a save. So... Yeah, how much do you really want to push your goaltender? You know, I thought he made the saves he should make. Uh, technically, you know, they're in the game. It's a it's a one one game without the turnovers and the breakaway. Yeah, uh, again, I I didn't think they played. The, I mean, a couple of unfortunate incidents that you know, like you said, learning experiences, even for the captain. Um, you know, they capitalized on them. Tough game. You know, uh, am I going to say three games? What was it? Three games in four days, basically. Um, you know, yeah, three, rough stretch. Three, but we've talked about half, that. We've talked about that. Yeah, it is what it is. You know, like you got to battle through that. Um, you know, here's where I'm not going to beat a dead horse here, but here's where the Blues, in my opinion, really need to add a player for depth reasons because you've got you know, the top six players that seem to be doing pretty good. Now they didn't generate a ton and and all that, but that's, you know, you need that third line, like a Brodziak scoring, which is great. It's always a bonus when you got your fourth liner scoring, but like you shouldn't be relying upon those guys on the fourth line, but our third line, it's to me, our third line is just way too vanilla right now. Like right across the board, we're not getting, we're not getting difference maker performances. You know, we had Barbashev, uh, Saboka, and Yashkin. Well, if you look at those three players, they're kind of the same player. You know, they're not, none of them are physical. They love to just kind of play in the perimeter. They're, you know, the European mindset, the Eastern European mindset with them. I just, to me, they're just too much the same. And so you're not really getting, you don't have one guy that's got that punch, like that, that speed or that breakaway move or that cut to the middle. Like they just don't have that. And that doesn't mean they're not good players in their own right. It just means together it creates a pretty vanilla third line. That's not a checking line. They're not a scoring line. They're not like, what are they? 
And I think that's where we're falling short right now is other teams are starting to come in waves of one, two, three lines, checking line, one, two, three lines, checking line. Like, and we're missing that right now. You know, all uh, no time to, you know, no time to, to sulk. Uh, we head to Nashville, which this is the test here. Um, no doubt about it. I mean, you, you know, this is a team we'll be battling if we have any aspirations of, of making a run in the playoffs. What do you, uh, what do you expect tonight? Well, that's going to be a hostile environment. There's no doubt. I mean, those fans in Nashville now are as rowdy as any fans in the league, if not top three. They are loving the sport of hockey. They're loving their team. Their team is playing really well. They went to the Stanley Cup final last year. They're making moves to get them back to the final this year. I mean, you got an inspirational player in Mike Fisher who has been coaxed out of retirement by the team's current captain and other players and the general manager. So you know you're getting a quality guy back in the lineup. Now, he's not playing tonight, but my point is that's a team that's going to be drawing, you know, energy and experience from everything they have in the lineup currently. And you know what? It's a boost to know that you got Mike Fisher coming back. You got another leader. Like, shit, that's an incredible deadline deal without having to lose anything for it. So, you know, they're continuing to build. Their fan base is great. This is going to be a really tough test for the Blues because, in my opinion, and you've heard me say it before, in my opinion, Nashville is the team to beat in the Western Conference. And it doesn't mean I don't love the Blues. doesn't mean I don't think the Blues can beat them. I'm just saying right now, currently, the way their lineup is set up, the way they have their – you know, their home building and their fans and the rest of their schedule. Like, that's a team that is the team to beat in the Western Conference. Well, we shall see. I know Blues fans will be tuning in tonight. Uh, happy, to, uh, happy to give them a little bit of insight from Mr. Rivers here and what he expects from the game tonight. Before you get out of here, Jamie, uh, my guess is these trade deadlines, there's a reason there's a deadline. Probably going to go right up to it just for teams to maximize their value. You got anything for us or – is it still kind of status quo for the moment? It's pretty status quo for the moment. You know, like the Rangers put Rick Nash out there on the wire, and the Rangers couldn't be happier right now because he's gone on a tear since then. I think he's gotten like three or four goals in his last four games, yeah. and he looks like a stud out there, which, you know, if teams were going to come in and try and lowball for him in any capacity, that ain't happening now. So their <laughs> ask of, you know, a prospect, a first-rounder, and a roster player, that looks like it. that'll be probably the standard for him. And you'd have to imagine that other teams around the league are going to use that. Like Broussard in Ottawa, I know that they're asking for the exact same thing for him. And, you know, he's a player that could be a top six forward, top three forward on any team. So, you know, it's starting to get interesting because there's going to be a lot of teams that are looking to add either or of those guys. And if they don't get them, then guess what? It's going to be, it's going to be like Black Friday, Friday morning sale, and everybody's going to go charging to the next guy in line and try to get that deal done. Yeah, you know, and again, I know you know Blues fans want something sooner rather than later, but there's you know we discussed this too. There's a reason there's a deadline, and you know while we want something done now, it's the other GM's job to maximize the return for what they're giving away. So, 
you know, we shall see. Uh, I'm anticipating a move. Um, it just seems that it just got it's got that feel. You know, there we're 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 linked to a lot of guys, which you'd have to believe that one will work out for us. It just depends on swallowing that asking price, I guess, and deciding what's best for the franchise. Hopefully, the guys can put together a stellar effort tonight and show uh, Mr. Armstrong that they're worthy of him. Maybe giving up a little bit of the future for a run now. I don't know. That's a that's a tough call. That's why GMs sometimes, you know. They, they take a lot of heat and a lot of criticism, but sometimes they got to earn that money. Yeah, well, I think the, the best move Army can make is, quite honestly, not going out and getting a rental player. Because if you sell the farm and you don't do well, then you fall under incredible amount of criticism. And, you know, that's why I think it's important to look at a guy like Broussard, look at a guy like Hoffman, Look at a guy like Patty Maroon, who is unrestricted. However, his salary falls right in the wheelhouse of what you could resign him for. So I think it's important to go get an asset that you can retain for more than just a playoff run that you get him at least for a year after. And that way there, it doesn't seem like such a, you know, a panic move. And it's not a hit or miss just based on one playoff run. Well, listening to the fans of the show, I think they're all in agreement with you. Um, you know, guys are, are you know, the, the, the fans, if they, they're sounding off through social media. They really don't want to sell the farm for a rental. So they're definitely listening to you, Jamie. I don't know, uh, you know, like the man says in the movie, I don't know if they're hearing you, but they're listening to you. That's for sure. <laughs> well, good. Hopefully, at least I got somebody listening to me. Oh, no, there's plenty listening to you. It's me they're not listening to. All right, my friend, we're going <laughs> to let you, we're going to let you get out of here and, uh, uh, you know, hear from our friends with their segments and then, um, uh, I know that we're real excited about a special episode we got coming up with Jax Taylor. All right, my man? Perfect, buddy. Thank you. All right. That is the great Jamie Rivers, of course, brought to you by SynergyHockeySkills.com. And, of course, our good friends, NelsonLandServices.com, five-star, locally-rated landscaping company, professional landscaping at affordable prices. Give them an opportunity, NelsonLandServices.com. All right, before we get to our uh, our weekly segments with, of course, uh, Dennis Minner and live from Inner Arena and Bradley with the St. Louis Game Time Reporter, I want to remind everybody they can check us out at bluesnhlpodcast.com. You can subscribe to the show through there, which is absolutely free. Do your shopping through Amazon through our website as well. We get a small referral back, which helps us with production costs. We'd greatly appreciate it. And, of course, you can listen to this episode, back episodes, anything you'd like to do at bluesnhlpodcast.com. Our big ask is to find us on social media. We have uh, two Twitter accounts, at STL Blues Podcast and at NHL Show. Follow us on Twitter, of course. Great conversations there. Love to hear what the fans are saying in the moment. The big ask, though, of course, is always Facebook. Find us. Type in Blues NHL Podcast. Like our Facebook page. Click invite your friends. Uh, You've probably got a lot of friends that like the Blues as well. We'd like you to invite them to like the Facebook page as well. You can find us on Instagram at Blues NHL Podcast as well. And, of course, we couldn't do the show without all of our friends at lineupmedia.fm, the fastest-growing podcast company on the planet. Again, happy to be a part of everything they got going at lineupmedia.fm. And their newest arrival, Yo! Radio. Make sure you Google Yo! Radio, the newest Internet radio station that I know you will enjoy. I want to thank, again, Innovated Construction, Innovated Heating and Cooling, and, of course, Innovated Electric, all three arms underneath the InnovatedCompanies.com umbrella, our good friends Randy and Stephanie Green. Make sure you check them out. Residential, commercial, industrial, doesn't matter. They've earned the opportunity for your business. Also want to thank our social media partners that have helped grow the show uh, beyond belief. Starts with uh, our good friend over at Art City Sports, Mick Light, good friend of Jamie's. He does so much for the show. We appreciate him greatly. St. Louis Blues Hockey Memes does a great job for us. St. Louis Blues Fans Unite and newest member, 
everything STL Sports. Greatly appreciate everything they do. Don't forget Tommy Brown, our tax specialist. And, of course, SynergyHockeySkills.com and NelsonLandServices.com. Let's take it on over now to our good friend Dennis Minner, live from Minner Arena. Take it away, pal. Hi, this is Bradley with the St. Louis Game Time segment of the podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, the website, the fan run paper we saw outside every Blues home game or game time, stlouisgametime.com. This is actually the second time I've started to record this segment of the podcast. Uh, a couple minutes ago I was recording, and I realized that it wasn't worth anything because all I was doing was kind of recapping what happened in the last week, and it's been an up-and-down week. And if you're a Blues fan and you're listening to the podcast, and you're listening this deep in the podcast to hear my segment, you know what happened. You know they played like crap, absolutely dog crap, against Minnesota. And then they came out and pounded Colorado literally from the faceoff. They played really well, surprisingly well, at Winnipeg, a place they haven't done very well the last couple years. And then they absolutely gave away the game to the Pittsburgh Penguins on Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning. So what's all that mean? I mean, yeah, it's an up-and-down team. Consistency is not their calling card. It hasn't been for a while. Uh, you know, even the, the last couple years where they've won three playoff rounds in two years, consistency has not been their hallmark. So what is their hallmark? Well, they can play, they can play inspired, exciting hockey when it suits their mood. And when they want to come out against an Arizona or a fascinating Minnesota or some of the other clunkers, uh, Ottawa at home, uh, Florida in Florida, here in, in St. Louis against Florida, man, they can put some clunkers out there. I mean, it's, it's embarrassing sometimes how little effort and emotion and drive they show in some of these embarrassing losses. And embarrassing is the best way to put it. That game against Minnesota was embarrassing. They they had an, a lead in the first minute. They had a lead. And they quickly gave it up, and they gave up three first-period goals and chased Carter Hutton. Uh, we'll talk about goalies in a second, but, you know, I don't I don't know if it was totally on Carter Hutton. He, he had a couple bad goals allowed, but so did Jake Allen right behind him. So uh, let's talk about that in a second. I You know, if the Blues want to do something, they got to find consistency. And I don't know... If it's the leadership on the team, is it the coaching, is it just the personality of the players, the mix of guys on this team, I don't know. Uh, my friend Jeff Jones, we record the Game Time Drive Time podcast, he says it very succinctly, the top six forwards on this team are not that skilled. That Yeah, you've got Jaden Schwartz, you've got Braden Shen, you've got Vladimir Tarasenko. Sometimes they're together, sometimes they're not. But if you look at Paul Stasny, Alexander Steen, Saboka when he's up there, Barbashev when he's up there, Tate Thompson when he's up there, Berglund if he's up there, it's a mismatch of maybe second-line talent, more like third-line talent with some of these guys. You know, Alexander Steen is, a, is a, still a good player. He doesn't deserve the contract he has that just kicked in. He doesn't deserve the cap number that he's going to have for the next couple of years as he enters his mid-30s. But he's still a good player. And, he, and, and maybe he provides more of a value as a defensive guy, as a responsible two-way player, forward, maybe team leader. You know, uh, there was a core on this team that had David Backus and Oshie and, you know, frankly, Alex Petrangelo 
and uh, Steen and Berglund, who saw too many head coaches come through this town and saw too many head coaches leave without uh, winning anything. Uh, I think everyone can say that the Blues gave up on on Ken Hitchcock last year, and some of those guys had given up on Davis Payne. Some of those guys had given up on Andy Murray. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's pervasive in that. I don't know. It's hard to say. But if I'm the general manager, I have to be a little more proactive when it comes to the future of this team. They are set to win right now. They're spending up to the cap. They've spent up to the cap every year that Tom Silliman's group has owned the team. And they've got one conference final appearance to show for it, much less a win and a Stanley Cup final appearance. They constantly talk about, you know, we're 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 set up to win now. They don't really talk about it that much, but you know, they are. You know, the, the players they have in place, they are trying to win right now. But they're not going all in. And they're at the same time they're saying we need to protect this franchise's future in the future. You know, granted, they traded a first-round pick uh, in this coming draft this summer for Braden Shen. I think it was worth it, obviously. So you don't have a first-round pick to deal this year. You've got four highly regarded prospects that any team that's trying to sell the deadline would want. But is it going to be the return? If I'm the general manager, here's my priority. Doug Armstrong needs to believe that this year is a stepping stone to next year and that next year is a year that you're going to go for it. And so if you can add a guy with a term on his contract for next year and he can help you this year, but he really builds for 2019 playoffs, then then do it. Because uh, you know what? Vladimir Tarasenko is not getting any younger. Alex Petrangelo is not getting any younger. Jaden Schwartz isn't getting any younger. Braden Shen, these are guys set up to win now in the primes of their career. And if you're saying that we need to protect players and prospects and picks for two and three years from now, are you really committed with winning with this core? That's my question. You know, I don't know if there's anybody who can bring in leadership, a veteran guy who's won a cup. I don't know if there's anybody who can bring some consistency, shake things up in the lineup, shake things up in the dressing room. I don't know. Uh, Maybe we can talk about that next week. But they got to start looking towards next year. Paul Stastny's contract is going to come off. That's $7 million. Before the Edmondson injury, I was arguing every day that, that Carl Gunnarsson should be traded, and now he's your top-pairing defenseman with Petrangelo. So things can change quickly, but, man, uh, I just see the window opening wide next year with that salary cap space, guys being in the middle of the primes of their career, maybe a couple of these prospects – earning NHL jobs or turning into NHL players. I don't know. Uh, I promised I'd talk about goaltending real quick. If they go back to Jake Allen on Tuesday night, I think they risk losing some of the players on this team in the dressing room. Because, yeah, while Jake Allen probably is the future for starting goaltending for the team, I mean, Carter Hutton's in his 30s, and he's a free agent after this year, and he's probably played his way into a decent contract for a team that needs a transition year or two or three goalie for a team that has maybe a stud goalie that's in juniors or in the AHL that needs a couple more years of seasoning. He'd be perfect, and he could make 2 or $3 million a year where you know he's not going to get that in St. Louis. I get that. 
But if you're talking about earning playing time and being respected by your players by rewarding guys with performance, by giving them more playing time, then you have to come back with Carter Hutton on Tuesday uh, on the road um, in Nashville because he's earned it. And he didn't play himself out of the job yet. I understand people saying that he will. He's going to be overexposed. He's never done this in his career. He's a career backup. I get it. I get it. I get it. But just in the optics, the perception, the visual on this team, that you still have a goaltender with a goals against average below two and a save percentage not far from 95%, how can you not have him as the starter? Because anytime you would say, hey, you need to earn your spot in the roster, Barbashev, hey, you need to earn your playing time. Tage Thompson, you want to you play in the power play? You got to earn it. Oscar Sundqvist down in down in uh, the AHL. You got to earn your your right to come back up. Man, if they give start if they give Jake Allen the starting job for the foreseeable future, I think I think they're being hypocrites. I and it's it's hard to to get trust and buy in from your team if you don't reward strong play with more playing time. And Carter Hutton's earned it. That's until he hasn't earned it, until he's put up a couple of bad performances, until he looks shaky, until he looks like he is has kind of thrown the bit per se. Keep riding him. Keep riding him. Hey, if you have any feedback, uh, let me know on Twitter at ST Lewis Game Time. You can find us online where the fan run paper sold as outside every game. Like I said, 23 year blues tradition. Nowhere else in the NHL is anything like us. Check us out outside the garage, outside the 14th Street doors in the northeast corner, 14 Clark, outside of the City Hall lot. Thanks for listening. Uh, and back to you guys. Great stuff, buddy. And I know you're passionate. Fans love the segment with you. We love having you a part of this thing. Um, looking forward to uh, to getting over to your place here in just a couple of weeks and, uh, and and getting the show live from there again. We enjoyed it so much last time. Looking forward to it, my friend. The other guy that comes to you each and every week and does a great job is our friend Brad Lee with his St. Louis Game Time Report. Don't forget the St. Louis Game Time. You can find it with the vendors outside of Scott Trade before every Blues home game. Brad and his group do such a great job and work so hard tirelessly uh, to get this out. It's a great rag. It's affectionately called a rag by us here at the uh, Blues NHL podcast. Feel naked without it when we go to Blues games, but if you want to subscribe, it can be in your inbox every day on game day. All right, let's hear what Brad has for us this week. Hey, guys, it's Dennis Minner. Thanks for having me back. I'm live from Minner Arena. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Minner Arena, M-I-N-N-E-R Arena. Got a lot to talk about this week, and uh, man, we've had three games since last podcast. Uh, you know, we came off uh, last week. Uh, we absolutely got just killed by Minnesota. Um, I, I think it was it was an embarrassing game. Uh, a lot of us uh, uh, as fans, um, I think, were extremely irritated. Uh, then all of a sudden, we come back with a big, big win against Colorado, uh, with Shin doing almost the unthinkable and dropping the gloves, uh, you know, right at the beginning of the game to get this team motivated. Uh, I know as a fan, I've been saying that's what this team needs. This team needs some leadership. It needs to show some heart. Uh, and then all of a sudden there we get a sign of it. The team's playing incredible, going to, you know, to win that. Then we turn around and we play Winnipeg. We win big there, 5-2. to two, And all of Twitter rejoiced. But not me. I've I, I got to be honest with you. I... I saw those two games, and I thought, this is great. Uh, this is incredible. The guys are gelling. They're starting to play. 
but how many times, especially the last couple seasons, have we seen this pattern of the Blues playing successfully like this grade A team, and then all of a sudden they fall back and they slip down and they just play like garbage? The heart goes out the window. Um, I'm irritated. I really, really am um, because obviously um, I'm recording this on Sunday evening and I watched today's game. And uh, I'm not going to talk about our goalies. That's another thing I'm irritated about is everyone uh, going off about the goalies. I'm glad we've got two incredible goalies, in my opinion, with Allen uh, and Hutton. Uh, But then today, man, I, I tell you what. So this is the first time Ryan Reeves was back. And they're going to do a tribute video. I, I, I thought it was kind of lame. Um, it's, I felt like it was kind of like the Blues said, oh, uh, we forgot to do a Ryan Reeves video. Can someone throw something together? I mean, there was no dab. There was no punches being thrown. Uh, there was no pulling out a tooth. There was no kiss. I mean, come on. That was weak. But. Ryan Reeves seemed to like it. Uh, he loved. I, I loved seeing him and Panger before the game, patting Panger on the head. Um, and and he went on to say this. I saw. He said it was great. Obviously, I really appreciate that. It was fun seeing that, and obviously, fans uh, showing me some love. Uh, so I had a good time. Almost. It almost got to me. I try not to be too emotional. And it was. It was it was nice seeing uh uh you know Reeves back. And he's one guy that that played um last season uh with Hart every single night. And um today the first two periods was, I, I thought were great. I was very impressed. I thought one of the things I was really impressed with was, was the speed. Uh, we were really hanging uh, with the, you know, with the reigning Stanley Cup champs. Uh, very good. We were matched up. Uh, everything, and then all of a sudden that that goal was overturned with a high stick of Stasny, and all of a sudden the team hits adversity, and we fall apart. Now I understand, and I said some things on Twitter, and a few people got irritated and said, "Yeah, but all teams make mistakes." Here's my problem with the mistakes that were made, especially in the third period. It's sloppy. It's it, it's the error of plays in crucial times that the good teams aren't making. And, uh, you know, Petro said this, yeah, you make a mistake, done obviously, no intention, me. I'm trying to put it just too far in front of me. That's a team that's waiting for that. They're waiting for mistakes, and we can't do that. Right there, guys. That's the key difference with the Blues and, uh, gosh, this is going to kill me to say this, but the National Predators, uh, you know, you know the, the Penguins, that's what's differentiating us is, one, the inconsistency, but the problem of us facing adversity, we seem to crack under pressure. I just don't get it. I'm getting irritated by it. This week is going to be big. Uh, Nashville and Dallas. Guys, we may find ourselves out of those top three spots and barely, barely hanging on to a wild card spot by the end of this week. Um I don't know, man, it's tough because I want to be excited. I want to see that team that we had at the beginning of the year. I want to see that team that played uh, and won against Colorado and Winnipeg. But, man, it's just like we're drawing straws and we don't know who we're going to get. So, man, I don't know what's going to wake up this team. 
doesn't sound like we're going to get Pat Maroon like Jamie and some of the guys were talking about last week and wanting. I just don't know what fix, uh, fixes these guys. Uh, so I'm bummed and I'm sorry. That's not my usual character. Uh, no matter what, I still love the blues, and uh, and I always continue decorating Mint Arena. So check me out, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Mint Arena, and uh, hopefully I'm in a uh, better mood next week. And we've moved up uh, a little bit, and we're playing consistent. So until then, let's go Blues! Great stuff. And again, I uh, you know I can't thank those guys for being a part of the show enough. I'm happy to do it. Happy to have them. And uh, again. We hope you guys enjoy those segments as much as you do the, the show itself. I want to apologize to everybody for being a day late with the show again, feeling a little bit under the weather. Uh, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a tough thing when you can't talk, although, um, you know, I, maybe I didn't have that hockey player mentality and tried to push through it yesterday, but I thought it better if I could speak today, so <laughs> hopefully you enjoy that. Again, I want to thank everybody for, uh, for listening to the show and for, uh, for following Blues Hockey. For all of us here at Blues NHL Podcast, I'll leave you with a Let's Go Blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.